Hello everyone. Good morning. Or oh, it will be morning when you're watching this. It's my afternoon, middle of the week. Um, my name is Bola Jones, a member of Cordon Jubilee Church. Very happy to be here this, this morning, this Sunday morning, your time, uh, to share a message on integrity as part of the Proverbs series that we have had ongoing for the past few weeks. We've been blessed already by incredible messages from John, from Neil, from Nick on the various topics um, uh, from Proverbs, including diligence, um, trusting in God and generosity. I'll be speaking on integrity, but all of these things are of course interrelated. So before I start, let me say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to be fed by you uh, today, to go into your word together as a family, and to have our lives built up by your word. So we invite you today to uh, come and spend this time with us, that you share your heart with us, Lord, and that we get a revelation of what you have in mind for this topic, integrity so that we will be changed and transformed by the end of it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So I am particularly pleased to be speaking about integrity uh, because it's something that uh, God has been speaking a lot to me about lately and teaching me more and more about what it means from his perspective. So first of all, I'll start off with the definition of integrity. How do we define it? Um, integrity is a state of being whole and undivided, being one. Now, God is whole. God is undivided. His wholeness is part of his holiness. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He, his words and his actions are perfectly aligned. This is the source of our confidence in God. The fact that he is unchanging, that we can look at his word and expect his actions to match his words. From a mathematical point of view, integrity comes from the word integer. Um, I'm sure Jim Baldwin will have a better way of explaining this, but from my layman's understanding, an integer is a number that is unfractionated, cannot be divided. It's a whole number. So that's what the definition is. So that leads me on to the next thing. What does the Bible have to say about integrity? What, especially the book of Proverbs, which is where we are. When we look at Proverbs 10, 9, it talks about integrity giving us security. We are told whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. In Proverbs 11.3, it says, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. And in Proverbs 19.1, it says, Better is the poor man who walks in integrity than a fool whose lips are perverse. So that kind of explains why we should even bother with integrity. After all, we live in a world that seems to thrive on duplicity. Why bother? One, the Bible promises us security if we choose to walk in integrity. 
It also promises us direction and vision. We're warned over and over again that those who choose to walk in dishonesty are groping around in the darkness. That when we choose a path that is not of God, what we're actually doing is stumbling through life, hoping that things will work out. The Bible tells us in the end that we'll be found out. You know, Psalm 119 says that your word is a lamp for my feet. In order for us to make it through this world securely, we need to look at living with integrity according to God's word. So my third point is, so we've got the definition, we've got, you know, what the Bible has to say about it is how do we develop in integrity? You know, how do you become a person of integrity? I mean, this is, you can focus on actions, you know, and doing the right thing in, in every situation. And that's a great thing. Many people do that and they don't necessarily have to believe in God to choose to do the right thing. But integrity from God's perspective goes beyond our actions and what we actually do. Our integrity is informed by the word of God. And the word of God shapes our thoughts, our actions, and eventually our intentions. God is not just interested in our actions. He's interested in every part of our being. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be who he is because we are a part of him. And it is, it is the grace of God and the decisions that we make on a daily basis combined together that helps us to, de to develop integrity. Integrity is what you do when no one is watching. It is doing the right thing without the need for acknowledgement or recognition. Integrity is when our intuition becomes shaped by truth. We intuitively choose to do what is right. This is a process. It's not, it's not one decision. I'm going to be a person of integrity and therefore, you know, from today onwards, I automatically become one. It's a process where we allow the word of God to come in, you know, and bring correction and direct us and help us to think the right thoughts, to desire the right things to the point where we intuitively start to um, align with God in every area of our life. God is continuously leading us on a journey of being made whole. It's a journey that, you know, takes all of, our, all of our lives. So we never get to a point where we are perfect. But he's so gracious that once we agree to go on that journey with God, he not only leads us, he, he covers our shortcomings. You know, he, he, he makes up for the gaps while teaching us uh, to be who he has called us to be. So as we walk with Christ on a daily basis, we become more like him, you know, and the ultimate goal uh, uh, is God wants us to be Christ-like, you know, and he wants that work of grace uh, to become evident in our lives. So our part is in the everyday choices that we make. It is our choices every day in, in what we choose to, to, to do with ourselves, with our whole faculty as a person, with our words, with our actions, with our thoughts, with what we look at and what we choose to listen to. All of those choices 
uh, continuously either aligning us to the character of God or bringing us out of alignment with the character of God. As we turn to God every day and commit ourselves to him and make a decision to follow him diligently, his grace corrects us and teaches us and changes us to be who he has proposed us to be. So, like David said in Psalm 23, God leads, leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So, our role every day, um, when, when John talked about diligence, you know, he, he talked about, you know, the, our consistency in, in, doing, uh, in doing things well and doing it properly. Our role is to be consistent. We're consistent in our, in our seeking of God. We're consistent in, in continuously bringing our, shortfalling, uh, our shortfall and our failures to him. We're consistent in continu continuously pursuing the life that he has called us, called us to live. It is definitely a lot less expensive to be a person of integrity, I've found, than to be somebody who has no integrity. You might get away with a lot of things to begin with, but there is a huge cost uh, to walking without integrity. So what's the point, you know, some people might say, you know, especially maybe for people who don't believe in God, they might say, why, why should I go to all that trouble? Why should I, why should I bother to find out what God um, has to say in the Bible? And why should I live this way? You know, as I explained before, the rewards are, are both temporary as well as long-term. And ultimately, it's based on who you choose to be in life. Do you want to live um, according to God's, God's word and God's ways? Do you want your character and your actions uh, to be defined by who God is or not? I can assure you that if you choose to follow God and if you choose to be Christian, and especially if you profess to be Christian, then expect that at some point your integrity is going to be tested. If we look through the Bible, we can find men and women of integrity being put through the test all the time. Daniel, Job, Joseph, Esther, Mordecai, Nehemiah, all of the people used by God at some point faced a testing of their integrity. Is, does what you profess match with who you are and what you do? Testing can be very unpleasant, you know. So Job um, had to go through a, a, a terrible testing. And in fact, it was God that called uh, for Job to be tested. God loves to show off his children because it glorifies him. It reveals who he is to the rest of the world. So our testing is never for punishment. It's always so that those around us can truly see uh, what God is like. You know, the Apostle Paul said that we are, we, we are basically the, the Bible that other people are reading. Most people around us are not going to pick up the Bible. Uh, they, we, are, we, are, we are the written evidence. Our lives is the written evidence of who God is if we profess to be of God. And so that will be put to the test. I can share a, a, a part of my testimony, uh, which is actually quite recent. One of my many testimonies of, of being put to the test is that, you know, recently um, I, I suddenly faced 
uh, an accusation uh, based around my character and my integrity. It was quite unforeseen and it was quite serious. And I had a number of serious allegations raised out of the blue uh, against me. Uh, I didn't see it coming, uh, so I couldn't have planned for it. I couldn't have prepared for it. And the raising of these allegations took me through three months of a very, very uh, serious investigation with serious consequences at the end of it. And everything that I had done uh, with regards to uh, my work was scrutinized, including um, every decision that I'd ever made. It was a very thorough, fiery testing. And I was amazed at the end of it to look back on the process and to actually see the evidence of God at work in my life over many years. Thankfully, I was exonerated and cleared of all the allegations. But I realized through the process that a lot of the decisions that were being investigated were decisions that I had taken unconsciously. They were not decisions that I had the time to really think about because I had to take a lot of decisions within a, a short space of time. And so they happened quite unconsciously. So had I not been thinking about it, um, had, had I not been thinking rightly about those decisions, I would very easily have been caught because a lot of the investigation had to do with highly technical matters, you know, where you make a decision on the on the spur of the moment, you know, based on your knowledge and your experience and the, and the habits you have formed over a period of time. And what I learned through that process is that in choosing to follow God, that he had been working those habits in, into my way of work. And that's tied into diligence, the, the decision to, to, to work consistently and to, and to do things the right way, regardless of whether you are acknowledged or recognized, just doing it because it's the right thing to do. All of that was being worked in by the grace of God. And I was just in awe to see how much God had worked in and also protected me from, you know, ever veering off that path. So it was, it was a huge uh, relief for me at the end of it that nothing was found in me. So, that brings us to the results of integrity, which is what makes it worth the effort. In Daniel 6.4, it says, when Daniel was, was put to the test and allegations were raised against him, it says, they could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. So not only was he not corrupt, he wasn't negligent with his work. And, and that's where... Uh, diligence comes in, that's where the fear of God comes in, as has been uh, shared by Nick, or trusting God, um, or even being, being generous, you know, as, as, as Neil has shared. I am I'm very generous uh, with my employers. I, I go above and beyond to do what I'm called to do. I don't do things just because I'm paid to do it. I actually go the extra mile to do what I'm not paid to do, in order to protect the interests of my employer. Um, that's, that's a form of generosity. And God calls us to live generously towards everybody uh, around us. And there is a reward. 
Another reward I found through the process is Proverbs 28.1 says the righteous are as bold as a lion. I found through the process uh, that grace brought integrity. I'm sorry, that grace brought boldness uh, to, to the process. That even though I was initially disturbed when I got that phone call saying you're under uh, investigation, uh, the fact that I knew God had kept me made, gave me the boldness that I needed. It gave me the boldness to speak up for myself. It gave me the bold, boldness to stand on the truth. It gave me clarity of mind. Um, integrity gives you moral authority. You know, when I read uh, the allegations and the evidence that had been gathered, and there was a lot of it that had been gathered, it was 50 pages long. Uh, I spent most of my Christmas going through uh, 50 pages of accusations. And by the end of it, I felt like it is absolutely impossible for me to respond to any one of these voices. But God, in his grace, was able to guide me through that process and, and reveal, expose the truth uh, that, was, um, that undid all of those lies. So there is definitely a reward in spending all of that time doing the right thing, being diligent, walking in integrity, uh, living and giving generously, and doing it without acknowledgement or recognition, uh, just for God to be able to bring it out in his own timing to say, look, as I told you, this person belongs to me. You can't find anything in this person. So... That was what I learned from that experience. And it gave me encouragement, you know, to, to carry on, carry on regardless of the noise around you, carry on regardless of whether you are acknowledged or, or not, whether you're recognized or not, because God is the one you serve, not anyone around you. And he leads, he guides, he protects, and uh, he will use every decision that we make for his glory. So finally, uh, to my final point, uh, is what is what is the command of Christ for us at this time that we live in? You know, like I like I said previously, this is a time of duplicity. Uh, this is a time when what is wrong is celebrated as right, and what is right is actually castigated and defined as wrong. What is God calling us to do at this time as his children? I believe God is calling us to Isaiah 61 to 3. In Isaiah 60, God says, Arise, shine, for thy light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. It is in the times when it is darkest that God calls his children to rise up and shine. God commands us, actually, this is the time to be who I have made you to be. This is the time for you to show off all the stuff that I've been teaching you and working into your life. This is not the time to look at the darkness and cower and be afraid and go into hiding and try to hide your identity as a child of God. Quite the opposite. 
God is saying, rise up and shine. For even though darkness covers the earth and darkness covers the people, the light of God is upon you. His glory is upon you and the Gentiles will come to your light. And so I encourage you uh, and, I, and I round up with Malachi 3.18. God promises us, he says, and you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked between those who serve God and those who do not. This is the time when the difference between darkness and light will become even more distinct. It will become clear to those around us what is righteous and what is not. And, and, the, and the light cannot be overcome by darkness. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome the light. So I cannot encourage you enough to be ever more confident in who you are as a child of God and wherever he has called you to be. Doesn't matter where it is, community, family, workplace. He is calling us to rise up and shine. He is calling us to show off who he is. You know, do not be afraid to identify yourself as a child of God. Yes, there might be tests that come with that, but... God will walk with you. He is with you. He will protect you. No weapon fashioned against you will prosper. And any tongue that rises against you, you will refute. That's the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So I bless you today. Thank you for uh, taking this journey with me. And um, I pray that we all continue to learn what God has for us and continue to be changed every day to be more like him so that others around us can truly see the glory of God and be drawn to him as they should be. God bless you and have a happy Sunday.